Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Sunday, July 25th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Coming off a solid start to the Olympics, Coach, we had some winners on FanDuel. The GPP core was a winner on DraftKings. And now we have Group C, just a, a tidy little two-game slate on DraftKings. Ready? Uh, DraftKings, Coach, are you ready to break down this two-game slate? I definitely am. I'm still, though, in a bit of stunned shock that Team USA goes down in game one. I We talked about it on here. I said it's no walk in the park, I think, were my words, and that France can play. But, man, what a disappointing effort for the Americans, you know? Evan Fournier, Gobert, you know, Batum, those guys are veterans that came to play. Fournier was really strong offensively. Yeah. Everybody else chipped in. And the U.S. had it. They had the lead in the second half and just really poor down the stretch. Didn't make any open plays, uh, any sh open shots. The only good play was that diving play from Lillard to, to grab the ball. He showed the intensity, but yeah, they just didn't have it. They weren't clicking. Very, very disappointing. Horrible. I mean, Pop, you know, this, this will be a real negative mark on his – long-term reputation as one of the best NBA coaches of all times. You can't go into Olympics in the Olympics and get drilled when you have all NBA all-stars almost. I mean, it's, it's just unacceptable. Yeah, seriously. It's a group of all-stars against a solid team and yeah. they had the lead and they just coughed it up. I mean, that that's it. There's no more, no more slip ups. They, they, well, gotta no, get they to can't the lose another game. I mean, they've got to win these final two, which they should, because yep. they're two weaker teams. But then once they get in out into that, you know, the final six deal where it's going to be, you know, we'll see because there's no losing at that point. But anyway, it's it was fun. I mean, it is so bizarre trying to get used to all of these crazy game times. And, you know, yes. it says that the next day and we're doing it on this day. I mean, it uh, it is definitely difficult. And then you have the stats issue where, they don't catch up for a while, and uh, it's you know it's not easy. But I'll tell you what, it's Olympic basketball. It's awesome. I love the fact that you can watch one when you go to bed, and then get up early to watch another one in the same slate. It's it's right. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a little more spread out than KBO when we're up at four in the morning. Yeah, at least they were all in that same block, you know. But uh, yeah, it's fun. But this, you know, we've got two really interesting games uh, today. One thing I want to mention starting out, though, too, by the way, if you're watching this, let's just get this out of the way now. Click the thumbs up, please. There, I'll put the thumbs up on the screen. Click the thumbs up, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, and hit the little alert. It's never been more important to hit that alert because we're shifting like, you know, this whole scenario, and we have no idea consistently when the pods are going to come out because sometimes there's two games, sometimes there's four, sometimes there's zero. So, Hit that alert button. We really appreciate the thumbs up and subscribe. All right, we've got, and this is important today. A lot of times it won't be important because there'll be some uh, real close numbers. But this is going to affect how I build my lineups today, Andrew, and I'm interested to see if you're thinking the same way. Game one is Slovenia at, at Argent and Argentina. Uh, Slovenia is minus six. But this is the key number, too. I mean, minus six, close game. 177.5 is a big number for a real 
slow, uh, short 40-minute game. And if you look at the other game on the slate, Spain and Japan, you've got the second favorite to win the gold against the weakest of the 12 teams in Japan. The line is 18 and a half. And the over-under, even though it's a big line like that, is only 153 and a half. So you're talking about a massive 24-point difference in the over-under, which is an, is an enormous amount of DFS points left on the table. So the opening question, and I think the most important thing going in, are you going to have, like me, two-thirds or three-quarters of your representatives in this uh, two-gamer from the Slovenia-Argentina game? That's the way I'm leaning. Um, at least two-thirds of the salary. Uh, right. You know, we'll see how the numbers play out. If we get a couple value players from game two, then um, could be 5-3, could be 6-2. Okay. But I'd rather pay up for the studs in game one because I do – like you're describing, anticipate that this will be higher scoring, closer game. And so these these starters are going to be playing more minutes and um, it'll be a tighter game. So, yeah, I, I, I do want to focus more on game one. All right. Well, let, let me jump into the Slovenia side. And in honor of Dirk back here, he gets to actually uh, tout his buddy Luca. So Luca at 11-8, I don't care if he was – 71 8. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how can you not start with Luca here? So let's just not even try to think like, uh, okay, we're experts. We're we're going to put Luca in our lineup. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, first of all, you've got several things. All of the criteria I just mentioned, game script, you know, total, the whole thing. He was phenomenal when they were 5 and 0 to qualify to get into this thing. He's loving it and just you know, absorbing every second of it in the press, his comments, you know, he wants this more than an NBA championship on and on. And then the fact that his usage numbers, and I mean, he just, he either scored or assisted on almost every bucket. I mean, it's, it's sort of crazy. So I know it's expensive 11, eight, but I think relatively speaking, if you really priced him right, I think he'd be like 13, two, even, I mean, it's just that's the way I see it with my numbers. So 100% owned in everything I do, uh, cash, GPP, single entry, Luca's going to be my number one guy. So, And I'm, and that's not being a homer just because I have Dirk over my shoulder or I'm a Mavs fan. It's just, I mean, I would say the same thing if, it, let's say it was James Harden and he was healthy in this exact same position, I would I would be just as uh, excited to, to do that. So now, the second piece of that, and I'm going to give my, my son Dawson some credit on this because he's been following and reading on it a, a bunch. Luca really, really likes playing with Mike Toby, uh, the center uh, for Slovenia. They have hit it off. They've been a one-two punch. He's the second best player on that team. Luca even, uh, there was chatter on the Mavericks uh, website that uh, he's – going to get a uh, tryout for Toby to possibly make the uh, Mavericks, you know, just whatever. But the fact is there's, we're going to have Toby and Bobby. Yeah, they could have exactly Toby and Bobby. And then uh, they, they can do commercials instead of uh, having to do them still with uh, who is it from the Sixers? Tobias. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Toby. 
Right. So he could have a replaced Toby here. That's the <laughs> way you do it. But uh, or it could be Toby, Bobby, and Toby. There you go. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I know he's nine thousand, and that hurts. But I mean, I'm going there. And so this, you know, yesterday we had a lot more, you know, pivots and possibilities. Yes, there were eighteen instead of four, but there were a lot more balanced, deep teams. You know, this team particularly, you know, I expect Luca, Toby, and probably Cancar to be the three guys that really carry the load for them. Uh, but Cancar's 82. So, I mean, you can get two two of those three, uh, but, I, you know, I don't think it's wise to try to get all three. But after that, it just is it, falling off the cliff. cliff. You've got Dragic's little brother, who's not that good. I saw him play in some summer league ball. Uh, Blazic or Blazic, their uh, one shooting guard is okay. Uh, you know, I know you've got a few guys that you wanted to to maybe mention, but I just don't think it's worth the risk. Uh, knowing that almost you know incredible usage numbers are going to go to those top guys. So I know it's not an expert. Uh, you know, uh, any anybody could point out those guys, but. You know, the ones that are going to say, oh, well, maybe Dragic's little brother's decent or they see a few of these guys off the bench, got a few minutes in some of, some of those qualifying games, risky. So I want to, as a cash player, uh, build the lineup on, on guys that I feel very comfortable are going to get in those mid-20s, which seems to be the spot, uh, sweet spot, Andrew, with only 40 minutes of a game. If you can get a guy to play 25 minutes, I think you're in good shape. And I think that's that bar that I want to try to set. Uh, win, lose, or draw, I want at least get all my guys 25 minutes, and I feel like I got a shot. Yeah, you just don't see guys playing high 20s, 30 minutes much. So no. 23 to 25 is good. And uh, I agree with you, Luca and Toby. Really like that combination here on this slate. Toby uh, – Nice, skilled, big, can shoot threes, even hit free throws. So I, I like him as well. And don't uh, don't think you can get Chanchar and Dragic not not worth paying up for either. You mentioned Blazic; he's a nice shooter. It's a little expensive though; it's seventy four hundred. And then Nikolic, this uh, point guard off the bench, looks pretty efficient. He's one of the cheap options. There's a group of guards. In the three to four thousand dollar range, I think we're going to have to get a couple of, and he could be that guy. But there's a couple other that I like. A couple others I like a little bit better. And I think you agree. So most likely, just looking at Luca and Toby, and then trying to figure out this Argentinian side coach. I so, agree with you, man. I do want to point out that there's eight itches on that team. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to get a lot of that, a lot of scratching going on for that game. But yeah, exactly. All right, so Argentina. Uh, to me, it looks like uh, an eight-man rotation. Uh, looking back through these games this summer, they have mixed and matched their starters a little bit. So this one, you know, you talked about feeling comfortable with Luca and Toby leading the way. I think it's a little yeah. more difficult to feel comfortable with Argentina because they've had different starting lineups. The right. guy that's actually been the anchor is good old Lu Luis Scola, who's been around forever. Yeah. And he had a great game against Australia, 25 and eight, including four of nine on three pointers. He played 29 minutes in that game. Then he had a dud and then he had an all right game. So he's been inconsistent. He's expensive. Uh, and so he's, 
you know, probably more of a GPP play at that price, but I think he could pay it off. And I think he's the best bet to have a big fantasy total for Argentina. Our man, uh, Facu Campazzo, a big name, but, you know, his role has not been as big as you might think with Argentina. He, he's actually come off the bench some, hmm. not putting up big numbers. So I'm not ready to, to pay 9600 for him today. Um, then there's this group of, of wings, we'll call them. Uh, there's five of them that have been getting uh, 12 to 14, 20 to 23 minutes, depending on who's starting. And so the group includes uh, Luca Vildoza, who's a three-point shooter. Um, he hit three threes against the U.S. Um, he's 3,400. He's a point guard. I think he's uh, worth a look. Then we've got Nicholas Bersino, similar, 3,200 shooting guard. Um, you know, these are guys who they're going to just have okay fantasy point totals. These aren't you're not going to get a bunch of value plays here. They're going to put up 30 fantasy points. So um, if you play this slate, uh, just don't be surprised if that's the the type of profile you need for, for the winning lineup. Guys like this who put up 10 points and three assists, a couple right. of deals. So those are two options, Vildoza, Brusino. Then you've got La Provatola, Garino, and our man Gabriel Deck. Gabriel Deck. Uh, I think is a talented young player, came to yeah. Oklahoma City this year, made some noise at the end of the regular season, but he has not gotten big minutes or big usage here. So I don't want to pay 73 for him. I think uh, folks who uh, look at his name and his talent might be surprised on this first slate in a yeah. negative way. So I'd rather pay for, for other guys on this slate. And La Pravatola and Garino are two other guys who who – might get 20 to 23 minutes. Garino has started some, but also come off the bench. Uh, he's a shooting guard, and he's cheaper than La Provatola, who's mm -hmm. 6,300 as a, as a point guard. So I, I think I will probably have at least one of those guys uh, to make the lineup work. And then the other guy in the rotation lately has been Marcos Delia. He's another big. 3,900 as a center I think is worth considering. He got the start against Nigeria, 20 minutes, 8-3-2. and two. Against the U.S., 7-5-1, 23 minutes. So, again, those lines don't sound exciting, but right. you're going to need a couple of those on this slate. So I think uh, a couple of guys from Argentina here get exposure to this game, get you know 20 to 23 minutes with a value price uh, to balance it out with Luca and Toby on the other side. Very well. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm probably going to go with three guys from this side. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I'll have six of my eight coming from this game by design. So this is what I'm looking at right now. I agree with you with Compazzo. I think he's going to get a lot of ownership. I don't know if he's quite carved his rollout as like the leader of this team yet. And the reason that is, is because they have a tremendous amount of guys that have been on this team forever. I mean, I I remember distinctly uh, Laprofatola and Garino being in a lot of my lineups in the last Olympics five years ago. So, you know, guys like Scola and, uh, you know, a, a, multiple of these guys have been in this program 
I mean, playing with Manu and all those guys way back when. So I'm, I need to see Capazzo if he's going to start to emerge more as a leader. <clears throat> but at 96, I'm not going to go that way. I do like Scola, though. I mean, I, you know, I steered from Nico Melli uh, in this first day of games because the, the, just like Scola, is he too old? Is his role going to be less, et cetera? You know what? These guys, you know, they're the alpha dogs of these teams. <clears throat> just because they've been there, they can still play. They're going to get shots. And for that reason, I like Scola. I'm not afraid to pay up for him here. He is my target. Um, you know, I do like Gabriel Deck as a player, but I, I agree with you. You know, I don't think he's a main key to this team yet. I think he will be down the road because he's, you know, in his early 20s. Uh, but, you know, we even rostered him when he was with the Thunder uh, in the NBA. So, you know, we certainly there's some respect there. I just for 7,300, I agree with you. I don't think his role is quite there. Now, the guys that I mentioned that I'm looking at uh, for the three cheaper plays are definitely the two go-to guys from that have been with this program for 10 years, and that's uh, Lapravitella uh, Lap and Garino. So two guys that very well could make my lineup. I see them getting those mid-20s to lower-20s, but enough to, to get it done. My wild card here is Nicholas Brusino. Uh, he played for the Mavericks. I got to see him play in person a few times. He was highly thought of in the organization, uh, but he ended up through trades and different things. They, they didn't have enough roster spots, uh, and they sent him down to the G League. He did lead the legends in scoring for a while. I mean, he's a really smooth, nice ball player. He's still in his mid-20s, and you know, at 3,200, you got to find a few of those gems because, you know, if you can get 25 fantasy points out of a guy like that, uh, you're feeling good. I mean, you're, you, you've, you've done a good job. And I think he has the potential to do that. And he's definitely from what I can see in their rotation. So this is where I'm going to try to save some money, balance out my roster a little bit, uh, but looking at those four guys that I mentioned is all potential rostered guys and then going to keep my eye on the rest of them. Okay, excellent. Coach, let's transition to game two. Um, and just a reminder, game one tips off at 1240 a.m. Eastern. So get yeah. your lineup set here Sunday evening. And then game two, you have a little bit of a break. Uh, may even catch some uh, some Z's in between here. Because game yeah. two tips off at 8 a.m. Eastern on Monday. Spain, Japan. Spain favored by 18 and a half. Much lower total here, 153 and a half. What are your thoughts here on the Spanish side? Well, I, if you think the Argentinian team is experienced, I can't get over the, the years that these guys have played for Spain. I'm, I'm not joking, Andrew. I think there's five or six of these guys that I remember from two Olympics ago. Uh, Sergio Lull, for sure. He was tough, man, back in the day. Uh, Claver's been there a while, a while. Rudy Fernandez, my goodness, he played in the NBA for a while, long ways back. And then, of course, Pau Gasol. I mean, he's probably the oldest guy in the whole uh, tournament. Uh, you know, Rodriguez has been there a while. Um, you know, it's just Marc Gasol, as he's getting old, too. 
And Rubio, you know, he started playing for the Spanish team when he was like 17, I believe, and still still out there rolling. So, uh, you know, they're, they're my right as of right now, they're my pick to win the gold. I think with their experience and depth and inside play, I think they're going to be dangerous, dangerous right down, uh, right down to the uh, gold medal game. So. Where do we go in this slate with this group? The problem is they sort of gave us the whammy jammy here with pricing everybody up. Yep. I mean, you've got two, four, five guys, 8,000 and north of 8,000. And that's that's rough. I mean, if you're going to try to build a roster and balance it out a little bit so you're not really taking stabs at the cheap guys, I mean, Rubio at 10-5, I mean, it almost comes to the point where you have to decide, am I going to play Rubio or Luca? Because it's just financially. So too high for me, I'm going to go Luca. Marc Gasol, you know, 9,400 is a ton when they have a lot of depth and bigs. You know, Hernan Gomez, the, uh, the one from really? the Pelicans, the big yep. man, he's going to get minutes at center. You know that uh, Powell's going to get minutes there, his, his big brother. So I don't want to go 94 either. Uh, Rudy Fernandez, he can jump up and punch me in the nose as one of the old guys that comes through. But, you know, I, I he is at the very twilight of his career. I mean, it's just you go up and down this group, and it makes it very difficult. And on top of that, Andrew, I it's going to be a much lower scoring game than the first game, more than likely. And it's probably going to be a blowout. So with – I get it. If you have young guys, you want to get it in the flow. It's their first or second, even Olympic experience. You give them some extra minutes. It's not going to be that way that I guarantee you the coach from this team is if he can rest the Gasols and, and all these Fernandez and even Rubio and just keep them fresher, you know, as the, the tournament goes on, I, I absolutely would assume that he'll do that. So not only, you know, is there depth, but the total and the blowout potential and the rotation with all these veterans, I really don't like any of the Spaniards. And I doubt that I'm going to roster any of them, similar to what I did with Nigeria on, on this you know first day, which worked out okay. Yeah, I'm with you with this starting five. Uh, Gasol, I think, is a little overpriced with the way he's been playing here leading up to the Olympics. Uh, not to mention the depth at the big position and the potential blowout. Rubio, I, I, I think I'm going to go with Luca with you as well, Coach. Luca over Rubio here. Uh, Fernandez, no way I'm paying 8800 for him in a potential blowout. Um, you know, this Alberto Abalde gets good minutes for his price. I mean, he's the only cheap guy who might start. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't done much. So I, I'd like... Uh, I may like one of these bench guys here. You know, maybe they'll get a couple extra minutes. Sergio Rodriguez is a nice guard. Uh, he's had some solid games this summer, 9-2-3 and three against the U.S., 13-3-4 and four against France. He's only 3,300. Yeah. So he's worth a look. And then one of their forwards off the bench, Usman Garuba, he's playable for me at 3,100. Not big numbers lately, but – decent minutes and yeah. you just if we're going to get Luca and Toby we got to get a couple value guys so he he's in the pool for me as a possibility 
um, and uh, Billy Hernan Gomez, who, um, you know, just again, as a reminder, uh, G, he goes by G Hernan Gomez. Yeah. We, we have enough trouble with him. Go figure. A regular season coach because he goes by G Hernan Gomez on DraftKings because it's Guillermo. And yeah. some people call him Willie. But then we <laughs> learned during the season that he wanted his teammates to call him Billy. So go with the guy named G Hernan Gomez if you want to play him. Not Jay Hernan Gomez because right. Wancho is not coming, or he was there, but he's not playing. Minnesota doesn't want him to play because of an of an injury. Yeah. So just be the careful with that shoulder injury. Missed a lot of time. So yeah. So if you're going to yeah. play Hernan Gomez, play G. You know he is five thousand. He he's definitely playable for me, but his minutes have been inconsistent with the Gasol brothers right there. So exactly a uh, little bit risky. Um, speaking of I, risky, coach. Yeah. Go ahead. What, Let's talk about Japan here. Uh, the monster underdogs, but playing at home. Uh, and it's an interesting dynamic with this team. We've got the stud Rui Hashimura, 9,700. We've got yeah. Yuta Watanabe, who's a solid NBA player, but he's yeah. he's 10,000 on this slate. That's, that's uh, a lot. That is a lot, but he's been a, a leader for this team and scoring in yeah. these um, games this summer. So he could potentially be in the winning lineup. Uh, I, I do think they're going to funnel a lot of shots through those two guys. Then we've got Gavin Edwards, who's yeah. a, a real strong physical guy. I know you like him, 5,900. Yes. I think he really makes some things work as a forward, small forward or power forward. Yeah. Um, so I like him. He's a double-double type guy. And then you've got uh, Uday Baba, who is a – the first, you know, the other reasonable mid-tier starter here for Japan, 5,700, plays in Australia, doesn't do too much in terms of numbers, 8, 2, and 1. And then Daiki Tanaka uh, is the cheapest starter or rotation guy that I'm anticipating, 3,200, another one of those guys in that guard range. Uh, he plays in Japan, averages 9, 2, and 4. And then the bench to me is um, a place to avoid here on this slate. Uh, I think these these guys that I just mentioned are going to get the most minutes and the most usage. Um, and I'm not I'm not looking to go to the Japanese bench here, but I do like Edwards here as a value play. And okay. then you know maybe in a GPP you could go with Watanabe or Rui. Yeah, no, good breakdown. I thought you were going to go through the, the bottom seven guys on their bench and give us a detailed uh, breakout on, on each of them. <laughs> like uh, Hejiyama he he or whatever, Schaefer, you got all those guys, don't you? Yeah, you know, some of those guys, I mean, they, they're not even really playing. They don't yeah. even have stats No, for this you know, year. The so. reason is all of those other guys, other than the top, you know, three or four, actually top three. Uh, they play in the professional Japanese leagues, which really, you know, I, I, if we have any listeners from Japan, I apologize, but they it is definitely one of the weakest professional leagues in the world. You know, you can say that because it is. And uh, so, yeah, not not any confidence in this bench whatsoever. But, you know, let's look at the top of this again. I One of my favorite plays on this entire slate uh, is Gavin Edwards. I mean, he's got game. He's going to get minutes. I think that he is really flying under the radar. He's only 5,900, which I think is a, a misprice. And I think you'll see, 
you know, he'll start getting some momentum of uh, people rostering him and his salary going up. So I hope he stays as a, uh, a little bit of a secret squirrel weapon for us here uh, in this contest of, you know, uh, for this four, two game slate. So he's my favorite guy. And for me, I was shocked that Watanabe was more than Hashimura. I mean, Hashimura was one of my go-to guys in the NBA. You know that he, cause he was always mispriced. He was low priced. He always got good minutes and he can do a little bit of everything. He's not just scoring dependent. He'll get rebounds and get it done. So I, you know, I like both of those guys. I think Watanabe's good. I really do. I think he's an athlete. And I'm going to be rostering a lot of Watanabe and Hashimura and Edwards through this tournament because I think they're the, the biggest differential between those three guys as far as weighted, as far as talent, usage, a potential ceiling, the whole nine yards to the rest of their team. I think it's the biggest, uh, you know, mismatch from any other team as, as far as the, the top guys to the lower guys. So, you know, again, that's going to add to minutes. It's going to add to usage and all of that. Now, what we need to see from the Japanese coach and team is if they do get, you know, their lunch handed to them, let's say they're tra trailing Spain, you know, early part of the third quarter by 28 points or something. Do they shuffle in all these guys? Do they stick with those main players to let them at least try to make it a reasonable loss, if you will? You know, that's we don't know. And I don't know anybody that has been able to scout this Japanese team very well. They're, you know, I, Iran was easier to scout than the Japan team, believe it or not because just there's not much knowledge of their pro league and their bench. So I would say for now, at least what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to have Edwards in there. If I can finagle it to have Hashimura, I'm going to do it. I don't know if I can salary wise that where, you know, it has to be moved around. Uh, and then I want to watch and see if, you know, if these guys do get big minutes, even in a blowout and that's the way it looks like it's going to go. You know, I think they could be three of the keys to consistent success throughout these Olympics because, like I say, there's no other team that's going to have to count on those guys more. So that's where I'm at on this one, and, uh, you know, I think that'll help fit fit the lineup of, of those last two guys in for me. Excellent. Well, we are going to finalize those lineups this afternoon and set them up for our members tonight. Uh, jump in with us if you'd like. DFSCoachTalk.com is where you sign up for whatever length of time you want for a membership. You can get the summer special that's just launched for 88 bucks, and you'll be with us all the way until September 7th, so a bunch of baseball and golf coming up as we get ready for football. Any yeah. membership you get at DFS Coach Talk, you get all of our sports. So just pick whichever length of time you want. We'll invite you into our Discord with an email today. And we'll give out the lineups tonight. So uh, look forward to having you. Uh, any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can find the coach at J O E S A R V A D I. You can find me at Language Olympic. Coach, any final thoughts here for game number two, slate number two? Yeah, I mean, this is a great time to join us. I mean, I, I know a lot of basketball fanatics, you know, are like, okay, this is a, a downtime. It's not. I mean, these two weeks of the Olympics and then 
the the two weeks of, of the NBA Summer League, I mean, there's so much money to be made and so much edge because people don't have, you know, the information as well. So jump aboard, dfscoachtalk.com, even if you want to try us out for a three-day pass for $10. And also, we have a drawing coming up this week. Uh, believe it or not, it's been a month since the last one already, uh, where if you're listening to us on one of our audio uh, uh, podcast uh, what do you call them? I don't know. It's Podbean, Stitcher, platforms, iHeart, I Spotify, you know, iTunes. If you leave a quick word, couple words, the five stars, then we have a random drawing and we'll announce that uh, on Twitter. Uh, again, we're at DFS Coach Talk and we'll get a, a free full week. And again, what we're, one of our big differences is when you're in, you're in and you got everything we've got. So, you know, it's it's fun right now. We're sweating baseball. We've got a good start going there. So it's it's a, it's a blast. And it's pretty much around the clock now with this uh, the Olympics, uh, you know, constant sports, which is like you can't get in a better place for DFS than that. So super stuff, man. I'm excited for this one. And I'm excited that we get to watch both games on each end of uh, a little bit of shut eye. That's that can't be more uh, ideal. So I love it. Can't beat it. Yep. Looking forward to it. So thank you. Great job today. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Good luck with your lineups tonight. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.